Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we watch Fantastic Four, a movie with, uh, let's see, it's got Michael Chiklis, it's got Jessica Alba, it's got a young Chris Evans, and uh, Parker, who's the fourth one? I'm not at liberty to try and pronounce that <laughs> this many beers deep. Uh, full disclosure, Alex texted us while watching this, and we're 90% certain he just fell asleep during it. I think he said, dude, I've never been so bored. I was like, oh, I wonder where he is in the movie. And then he just commented on the Sub 41 song, so it could have been more than 20 minutes into the movie. And then Chris called him and got his voicemail, so yeah. the movie's pretty good, guys. And as I told him, that was the good part of the movie. <laughs> it didn't get any better after that. Uh, but before we get into that Parker do we have any news God please stop giving me your toughest battles <laughs> I have waited all year to see Jackass 4 now you tell me I have to live until 2022 with the Delta variant in full effect like that's just a fucking gimme like I'll just be here in February what are we doing look this podcast has never advocated for violence but there, there has to be a limit to studio decisions here. And sometimes violent revolution is the only... Look, sometimes revolution is paid in the price of blood, right? And if the people want to take back power from the liberal elites in Hollywood in order to watch our art when we, would, when we deserve it, I think that's fair. Hashtag satire. Hashtag Burn this whole fucking... It's fine. <laughs> Like, it hurt because the lead was buried because the headline was Mission Impossible 7 and Top Gun pushback, which already arrows right to the chest. I'm on one knee just (laughs) fighting to stay alive. (laughs) Then I see Jackass 4 is not even in this calendar year anymore and just fucking bury me in the ground. Well, this way uh, Dune won't have anything to compete with it, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's going to make a difference. I know. I really was all set to be like, yeah, man, Jackass 4 is going to have, like, the biggest opening of all time, and Doom won't ever get its stupid little sequel. But now, you know, it's going to be up against, um, you know, uh... I'm sure there'll be something out yeah, there. Yeah, so, I guess Halloween... Oh, it's going to be right around Spider-Man. Rest in piss, Doom. <laughs> I think it comes out, like, what, a, a week before Halloween Kills or something? Is it October? I thought it was this... I can't look this October... Shit, I... I think it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's October 22nd for Dune, because that's the day before my dad's birthday. Oh, love that. Yeah. Fun October spooky time, three hours in the sand. Love that. (laughs) Oh, any other news? Oh, or the Matrix thing. I didn't watch that teaser. Yeah, I'm not gonna... Uh, The trailer didn't even release till Thursday. I don't think I've ever seen Revolutions to this day. 
Obviously, I'll fix that because I have to watch everything because my life is hollow, but... Yeah, I didn't see Revolutions, yeah. I didn't see Resurrection, I didn't see the Animatrix. So... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No, there's nothing there. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean... That's like what Alex is talking about in Discord, is like... I mean, I'll be there regardless. Doesn't matter if I want to see it or not, I'm not going to not see it. I miss theaters too much to <laughs> not see it, so... I'll be there, good or bad, because... Everything else keeps getting taken away from me. <laughs> I just want to see Top Gun 2 in 4DX more than anything. Oh, okay. We can survive this long. We just have to hydrate, eat healthy, exercise, get plenty of sleep. We'll be okay. Man, I am over <laughs> all of the above. That's a real 0.0 rebound 0 assist 48 minutes kind of list for this guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Uh, any other news coming me away to mind? Well, Alex, when you hear this, just rest easy knowing that the accountant too has been confirmed. It's happening. <laughs> so you know what? Good things come to those who wait, my man. Oh my goodness. I'd like to think we are the driving factor of this. Us and our four listeners <sighs> took to the internet, started a change.org petition, and made it possible. The accountant to Jakarta Adventure. Oh my god. I'd give anything. <laughs> Well, Brad Pitt could use something to bounce back from, so. Or Ben Affleck, either one. Which other one? Uh, there's him guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Can't wait to see it in 2027. I was feeling good. Okay, let's talk about our... <laughs> let's talk about our jerks of the week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Parker, I'll let you go first. So. We have a roommate, and uh, occasionally her mom and sister will stop by. And stay for the weekend, which is... I mean, they're nice enough people, but we live in an apartment. Uh-huh. And that's that's for five people. But, you know, she comes out and goes, Oh, hey, they're coming over later. It's like, whatever. They're, they'll stay in the room most of the time anyways. This is the one time her mom decided, I'm gonna come out of here. Oh, we all are sitting out here? Let me just talk to y'all. And she talked to us for at least an hour, if not two. Just getting deep in feelings, giving us like life advice, all that. Really a long, intimate discussion. She leaves. Next day, roommate comes out. Hey, my mom has COVID. <laughs> if I don't live to see Jackass 4, I will haunt this <laughs> ghostly planet. I've never been angrier. <laughs> Nothing is given. Every day is a struggle. The toughest challenges thrown in my... I am not your toughest warrior. Just... <laughs> Put me on the make-a-wish list so I can see an early screening before more fucking catastrophe hits. I just... I just oh. want to see the movie. That is... Oh, that's perfect. Granted, I've been vaxxed up since April, but yeah, still. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's important. The one time in, like, 20 or so visits she's ever, like, said more than five words to me. It's like, oh, by the way, I tested positive and goodbye. This is what keeps happening to the other Alex, too, is she keeps having dinner with all these people who test positive. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, since it's Texas, I called, I was like, hey, uh, should I come in? Like, I mean, it's Texas. We all probably just walk past 100 people a day who have COVID. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh. Love it here. Yeah. Just want to see the funny. I just want to know what happens when that bear goes in that <laughs> Me too. And they keep throwing these roadblocks in front of me. <sighs> well, I'll pray for you. Uh, less so Thank for you. your roommate's mother. Um, I, you know, 
whatever happens at once your time, it's your time. Yeah. Well, my jerk of the week is cheating ass Mike McCarthy. He's changing the jersey numbers to illegal single digit numbers. How is Tom Brady, peace be upon him, supposed to tell that Micah Parsons is the Mike linebacker? Look, if you want me to go on a 45 minute rant about Jalen Smith having the nerve to take the number nine, we can pivot this whole episode. How? F- that man gave every. It's fine. I'm. F- Fine. I'm not mad at how, all. How was that video, that 12-bit video of all his fourth quarter comebacks? Oh my god. How many of them Just, featured Phil Costa at center? Don't want to talk about it. I was drunk alone with my thoughts. Just like, oh, they didn't deserve it. It's a Wolverine picture. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I would give anything. Oh. Well, at least you ever you get drunk and watch Tony Romo's last drive against the Eagles? Yeah, me neither. That'd be fucking weird. <laughs> Who would do that? They took you from us. Well, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, how is he supposed to identify Shotley? I'll be like, find the guy with the crutches, <laughs> the guy on the sidelines. <laughs> oh, it's the guy in the, in the starter jacket. Got it. Fifty's the cripple. I said fifty's the cripple. <laughs> oh man, this is a weird audible. Yeah, <laughs> the okay. cadence is insane. <laughs> well, let's get into what we watched recently. Good news for you. I only watched uh-huh. two real movies, one of which I'd already seen. Uh, in fact, I'll mention that one first. Uh, like I mentioned to you off mic, I got home from Korean barbecue. I was like, hey, Dad, want to watch a movie? And he had recorded Dunkirk, which uh, I think I got him on Blu ray and he proceeded to lose. Um, Hell so yeah, dude. now he has it. And I was like, okay, let's put it on. This is one of my all time favorite movies. And for the most part, it was intense enough that he was actually like watching it and paying attention and like. Uh, I could tell that he was uh, wrapped with attention and in a good way, and I was really happy about it. And he was mentioning things that, like, he was like, "Oh, that guy must be shell shocked," and then the movie would say he's shell shocked, and I was like, "Hey, check it out!" They were like, "Oh, that must be target practice." The movie would say that's target practice, and I, I think that viewers like to be proven right thing about things. They like to they like to think that they're smart. That's why people keep watching Jeopardy. But there is <laughs> there's one thing that he said during the movie that I was just like, really. You gotta say this, Uh-oh. and I'm kind of glad they Uh-oh. didn't say this in the theater. Uh, the The name of the boat that was uh, piloted by uh, Mark Rylance uh, that drove to Dunkirk, or I guess boated to Dunkirk, is called the Moonstone. And he looked at me, he's like Moonstone. And I thought there, I thought it was going to go one of two ways. I thought he was going to like make a Pokemon joke or something. Then I was like, Oh, could you, you imagine? And then I thought he was going to brought up Mountain Moon. <laughs> and then I thought he was going to do like the Moonstones. Oh wow, from Track of the Moon Beast, that Mystery Science Theater <laughs> three thousand episode, which was one of his favorites. Uh, I love that. But for him. instead, and that was his favorite riff from Moon Rocks. Oh wow. Uh, instead, he said, Oh, Moonstone is actually the name of a clothing optional beach in Rhode Island. Thanks. That's what I want to think about. <laughs> Should I imagine your dad walking in the room? Because, you know, he just paces during the movie. Gun holstered on his hip and going, You know, if you use the Moonstone, you can have a Nido King force for the city. And then he just leaves the room and comes back in 15 minutes later eating finger foods. Yeah. If you involve him too early, then he doesn't learn double kick, so there's really no point, Chris. Look, we've talked about this before. You should get your dad into Pokemon. I'm I firmly I'm trying. I am trying he hard. He would to get either into bounce videos. off it immediately or he would have a complete Pokedex in every iteration. We, we are gonna get him streaming into Pokemon. 
Hey, Chris, come here. It's called a Nuzlocke. <laughs> yeah, you have to catch the first one you encounter. It's cra- Yeah, it's a lot of stipulations. You have to name them, too. This old man of Viridian City is a fucking idiot. <laughs> don't worry. He had his coffee now. We can pass. Oh, oh Thanks, I don't, don't want to... 20 years ago. I don't want to think about my dad trying to find the two switches in Lieutenant Surge's gym. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, that gameplay would have a fucking bullet hole through his <laughs> He would just... That would stop him immediately. So, uh... That was Dunkirk. <laughs> Oops, it reset, and you just hear a double tap go off. <laughs> okay. I wish, if Alex was awake, just know that if he texted, like, oh, hey, guys, I'll be there in a minute, I would just stall on this for yeah, yeah. minutes of your dad playing through Pokemon. Hey, Chris, Chris, In the interest of not being up till 4 a.m., I'm not going to do that. Chris, check this out. This, this Pokemon's name is Drowsy. Yeah, he's a psychic type and he uses hypnosis and dream meter. No, drowsy, like the, the word for like falling asleep. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine yeah. him telling you that Ekans a snake backwards and yeah. you telling him to look at Muck and he just gives <laughs> the biggest soy face like <laughs> They can't do that. Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to find Cinnabar Island. Anyway, oh my god, can you imagine my dad going to like an Angel Fire website to like download Pokemon codes? Yes. Is it yes, Angel Fire or Angel Cities? I, I don't even remember. Geo Cities Angel Fire. Dad doing the Masingno glitch. What? You just uh, hear like the sound of like you... China break and be like, corrupted my save. Could you say that word again? No. You just said Masingno. I... Is it not? It's missing no. As in missing I mean, number. Same f- As in I'm aware. <laughs> I'm <laughs> drinking. I have never heard that that's like saying bagel that's, instead of bagel <laughs> that's how my friends pronounced it I don't, oh i'm gonna goes, beat look, up your friends i'm sorry i have to i pronounced it. so many pokemon wrong until i'd hear on the show and be like oh that's how you say suicune got dad, it dad dad how do you, how do you say missing now? way off how do you say missing now? The the glitch one yes the one you discovered all by yourself he's not but i called it that as a kid why did i, I don't know <laughs> missing no Oh my See, God. there's also yeah. the Italian me, version. A, Missing. I'll, I'll pull back the curtain for you to make it more difficult. So okay. my girlfriend, like her parents, didn't let her watch Pokemon. This go, is all like, going in the Dunkirk part of the episode. <laughs> Absolutely, super super Chris, right? Didn't let her, didn't let her yeah, watch yeah, Pokemon, yeah, yeah. read Harry yeah. Potter, any of that yeah. shit. Yeah. So she discovered it with me. So she's been getting into it with me. She's also dyslexic. So. All of the names are now just perma-fucked in my head. Because <laughs> she'll say I'm wrong, and I'll keep correcting her, and she'll just keep saying it wrong, and now I'm doubting myself. Like, if it's not something I've heard a million times, like fucking Charmander, if it's one of the newer ones, I legitimately oh. don't know how it's uh, pronounced. Because oh, she'll just jumble the letters, say it out loud, confidently, and I'm like... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, look, I am no better when it comes to the new ones, dude. Okay? Like, even when I got to, like, Gen 3, I was like, oh, what the fuck this is? We got into a yelling match. The fact that his name is not Rata. There are more T's in his name. <laughs> and she can't help it because she's dyslexic. And it's just, That's, like, oh my it is warped. Rata instead it, of Rattata is like the way South Park says uh, Lollapalooza. <laughs> Rata. <laughs> just jumbles the letters. Yeah, so there's a Pidgey and a Pikachu. Or <laughs> and it's... And if it's not one that I heard said out loud on the show as a kid, which I stopped watching, like, before they even got to Johto, like... 
It's a fucking rap, dude. <laughs> it's all. Basically, I'm blaming her for me. Okay, it wrong yeah, I think I've that's fair. Been drinking yeah. since three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, Off and on, I had to pick her up from work. I stopped at one point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other movie I watched is uh, I guess I'm sort of spreading these out because when I go through the list. Uh, I decided that I'd finally start watching some of the ones at the top that I've been putting off for a while uh, due to usually you telling me like, yeah, don't waste your time. And I was like, hey, it's my time. I'll waste if I want to. Uh, This is also a movie. I don't know if you recall this anecdote, but when I was teaching in South Korea, I had a co-worker named Ain and uh, she's very, very nice. And I mentioned that I really liked movies, and I'd seen a whole lot of movies I saw from a bunch of different uh, directors and some foreign movies, and she was like, you said you like movies, right? We I remember exactly where we were. We were at a playground with like a bunch of little five and six year old kids running around, having a good time, whooping and yelling and hooting and hollering. And uh, she was like, "You like movies, right? You know, all sorts of movies." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm pretty wide taste." She's like, "I really think you'd like Antichrist. I know you're a Catholic, oh, but oh, n- <laughs> well, I I will tell you the good news, Parker. I didn't see this on a first date." Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> First uh, and also last. No kidding. Key descriptor. No kidding. Hey, guess what? I didn't pick it. The uncomfortable silence followed by, well, I didn't remember that, which led me to ask, how? It's how? the only thing I remember. Uh, oh. I know what how you're do you talking watch about, a movie but there's just so like many parts a of close-up, vivid genital mutilation and be like, Oh wow, I forgot this was here. Like, in what universe? It's like, you see his dick ejaculating blood, and I'm just like, really? She didn't remember that part? What was she eating popcorn? Yeah, imagine imagine my shock. Of all the moments to, like, drop your phone during the. Oh, wait, hang on one second. Let's see. Let's go. Oh, there's some candy down here. Pick it up. Oh, I must have missed the good part. Everyone's looking away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Understand, dude. If I saw that first date, I'd walk out of the theater without talking. <laughs> just, oh, just two by car, my apartment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Hey, spoilers. Uh, didn't go further than that because uh, no kidding, I wasn't feeling. Yeah, it. I'm not surprised. Hey, do you want to? Hey, let me stop you now. No, yeah, absolutely oh. <laughs> not. Do I want leave good news, my own place? She brought her dog, oh, which was point. a sweet little corgi. So I just played with the dog. I was like, yeah, no, it's. Well, this thing's not getting hard for four weeks. Then it, just, then it just looked at you and said, Chaos reigns. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, Unfortunately, I... my penis saw a shadow and didn't get hard for six <laughs> weeks. Uh, well, what's there to say? Uh, it's yet another movie by Lars von Trier, the, uh, the world film community's least talented director. Uh, you, sometimes, you know, you see a director and you're like, I've given you four chances. This is not for me. Yeah, I yeah. guess Eli Roth would be one. <laughs> Lars von Trier. <laughs> you know, which is weird because I kind of liked, uh, was it that, that movie about the, or that TV show about the hospital? Um, I, I forgot what it's called, but I, I do remember kind of liking it, even though it went nowhere and had no resolution. But I've seen Breaking the Waves, I've seen Antichrist, and I, I think I saw something else by him that was miserable. And, uh, I know he had depression when he was making this, and I'm not saying Same. that I wish he had killed himself instead of making this movie. I'm not. Say, I would never say something like that. I'm not going to boost my audio in that one part. <laughs> <laughs> the other part. 
<laughs> I would never say those exact words in that order. But <laughs> do, you, do you think that's why Alex isn't here? Like we're sitting on the couch watching Fantastic Four, and he just gets out of his crib and falls. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, that scene, fucking. Here's the thing, like. People kept talking about, oh, it's a real classic movie. It's a bit hard to like sit through, but it's like it's you know it's really meaningful and powerful. That fucking scene with like that like classical voices as I see his scrot dangling as he thrusts into her, while the baby climbs out of its crib out to an open window with like no like grate or anything. Really, really, these fucking people. <laughs> and but, well, again with the classical song in the background, it's just so fucking dumb and it's in slow motion in black and white. I'm just just like, God, this is dumb as fucking shit. You know, this is like, I like I like black and white movies, and I like foreign movies, and I like movies that can be a little bit sad sometimes. But this one's just leaning way too far into it, and it's like I'm not one of those like people who's just like, oh, it's just penis mutilation. It's like that's really just one scene, and I get it. I understand what the movie's trying to say about misogyny, but it doesn't work at all in any sense of filmmaking at all. Look, Lars von Trier is and always has been a very, very bad director. And if you like his movies, I think you're lying to yourself and others. I think you're trying to, like, get clout, you know? That's that's just the way I feel. I, I don't like Lars von Trier. So, uh, Lars von Trier, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, um, what was up with that neo-Nazi thing? Look, the baby is just doing a life-to-death speed run. <laughs> they got there on the perfect line. <laughs> <laughs> Willem imagine Defoe no Defoe. clipping through your crib while Willem <laughs> Dafoe's fucking your mom. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine the post-up clarity and seeing that the baby is clipping through the wall and just sort of stuck in the like the wall geometry? <laughs> it's just an NBA live demo. <laughs> the baby's just T-posing in the middle of the room. The window wasn't open like high enough. He was like, ah, but you watch this. And the baby goes into the wharf ball and Bob jumps up there. <laughs> God, my, my beautiful baby boy just rocket launched out of the corner of the map. You hate to see it. I can't believe he didn't save the stuffed animals. <laughs> Alex is sorry. Right, load your safe state. What do you mean he didn't? Okay. Uh, runs over, I guess. And everyone just does a clap and just gets up and goes and winds up the controller. Imagine a woman to fucking his wife and that dude's like, I'd prefer it if you'd be quiet. <laughs> A neighbor says that to him the next day. Can you imagine, like, splurting all over her chest and winding up your controller and leaving? <laughs> Seeing your kid fucking face down out the balcony window and just winding up your controller and leaving. Oh, oh they're never going to let us play this Dave and Buster's again. <laughs> Which oh, is I weird. drank way too much. This is going to be a horrible episode. Can't believe you fucked her in public in front of a crowd at Fun Spot. <laughs> There's a woman to foe son kill screen come up. <laughs> Parker, what did you watch? <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I wasn't ready for that hands off. <laughs> oh, I'll keep it brief here. Um because I actually watched Bad Moon and I want to talk to Alex about it for an hour and a half. But my God, that movie's incredible. Which uh, bad? He did not. Bad Moon. That's one of the eight kickboxing movies. Oh right, you watch. yeah, I forgot. He did not undersell it even a little bit. It is so good. Is this the one like, with the all song? All the, the fights. Are... No, I'm thinking no. Of that's Psycho Kickboxer. Sorry. 
<laughs> all of the fights are like legitimately good like not just like good for a 90s straight to vhs movie like they're all legitimately good and well shot and there's a lot of them i had the biggest smile on my face the whole time like if i was watching it monday morning if it hadn't been labor day in time and a half i would have gone into work late so i could finish it right there i was having such a good time mm-hmm. that is the strongest recommend i love that movie but, uh, you know, I actually want to focus on one thing in particular. Because we're doing the Fantastic Four today. Yes. Skip, you know your boy. Just let it run and watch Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> it is so much worse than this movie. <laughs> like, I've seen these two now for the first time today. And I saw the Josh Trank one when it came out. Yeah. I have not seen the Corman one. There's no way it's not the best of the four. Well, the thing is, the Corman one was never actually released, right? I mean, the internet exists. So so there's some capacity in which one could conceivably watch it? Oh, absolutely. I might actually look at it. Star Wars holiday specials exist. Like, come on, you can... I mean... Everything leaks eventually. I guess we could maybe talk about the Corman version very briefly. I I did kind of like the idea that the only reason it was made is because that they had the rights purchased to it, but the rights were going to expire, so they're like, the only way we can keep the rights is if we at least start production. So that's why you have, like, the wig and everything, and the people look the way that they do. Why do you... Why do you think they watched the Josh Trank cut and went, fuck, refilmed half of it and (laughs) threw it in theaters? (laughs) Because it was the same deal. They've had that Fox had that same deal forever of like, oh man, if we don't get one of these out, Marvel gets the rights back. So we have to make something. Because uh, they had that in X Men, and they really they had dreams of like, we'll have X Men movies, we'll have Fantastic Four movies, we'll alternate once a year, and we'll just keep going forever, and nothing will ever go wrong. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's you know kind of dumb to talk about this before we talk about Fantastic Four, but. Spoilers for Fantastic Four. The movie ends and they're a team and they're all happy, right? Yeah. So you would think that the Rise of Silver Surf would be like, hey, let's start with like a cool action set piece to show the team all working together as one. Yeah. Just kidding. So they're getting married, right? And we're going to spend a lot of time uh, Reed Richards that marriage. We're, oh, buddy, we're going to have a bachelor party. We're going to have a lot of banter. We're going to have the wedding. The wedding goes amiss. And we won't see the silver. Do they use their powers? <laughs> hey, uh, do you want to see Reed Richards do a bunch of stretchy dancing on on the dance? No, floor okay, no, you're party? you're making stuff up. You can't make stuff up it on the podcast. One of the most wretched things I've ever seen in my <laughs> that life is the shittiest thing I've ever heard of. Because, like, let me pitch you. Do you know what Galactus is? Oh, he's a really, really big guy. Yeah, the huge giant dude with the giant purple hat that eats planets, yeah, right? Yeah, so speaks Galactus. I remember him from uh, something. Like, when you hear that pitch, you're like, this first movie is bad, but, like, the team's established. Like, we, yeah. Galactus is going to be this movie. That could be cool, right? Well, let me uh, let me pitch this to you. What if instead of a giant man, what if just a giant space cloud who eats planets? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Just a big old cloud. Oh, that's so Cause you know what? shitty. Because I have to remind you. So, for people who aren't fucking losers, I have to remind everyone. So, this is technically a Marvel property, but this is under Fox, who had this and X-Men. Right, right. Chris, you're moderately familiar with the original X-Men movie, right? Uh, I've seen it, yeah. Even yeah. kind of yeah, in yeah, passing. You're more familiar with the cartoon, right? Yeah. Remember all the bright, cool costumes and everything? Yeah. 
Well, that's fucking stupid. We're going to wear black suits. No, I remember, yeah. It's just that mentality carried forward of like, well, that's fucking stupid. A purple hat, that's dumb. We have to make it a cool space cloud with like tornadoes inside of it. I, I do. I and, will uh, admit he did kind of look like yeah. a Teletubby. I mean, of course he does, but also like, that's what I want. Yeah. If I'm going to a Fantastic Four movie with Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Don't try and make it realistic. Yeah, well, also don't make him a cloud, you know? That's such a stupid Quite, idea. It is. And, like, I understand that, like, people would say, what, there's just some big-ass man in space with, like, a magenta and baby blue outfit, and he looks like a Teletubby, and he, he's got that same hat that Dr. N. Tropy does from Crash Bandicoot? Really? <laughs> That's does. gonna look really stupid. And I'm like, not necessarily, not if it's done well, because I can't believe I'm saying these words. Don't ever quote me on this. In fact, Bigfoot cut this mm-hmm. later, but, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe could probably make that work. They could probably make it look oh, really cool and really threatening and, like, just the way it's supposed to be. Absolutely going to, now that they have the sweet, sweet fox rights. Oh, yeah. Because, like, like, at least they're leaning into, like, I don't give a shit about the Eternals. I don't even know what they are, but at least we're getting more into space stuff. Because mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems with the MCU stuff is, like, okay, cool, what if you make it military tactical? Which is just the biggest jerk-off motion possible. But, like, no. Lean more into dumb space stuff. But Fox wasn't willing to do that back then. So instead you spend a half hour fucking watching them hang out at Reed Richards' bachelor party. And they go to... We see part of their wedding. And the wedding's interrupted. And the Silver Surfer shows up. And he looks like shit. And all the CGI looks like shit the entire movie. And then Doctor Doom comes back. Don't ask me fucking how and it's just the Wait, crazy Doctor thing Duke is back? oh he was on the end of yeah. the shipping oh yeah I thought he died for a second here's the craziest thing do you know the only reason I watched this movie you just want to see Silver Surfer right I hovered over it 90 minutes oh okay never mind so I yeah, hit that's like, fair. Yeah. it's like you know what I, I've got to see this sooner or later because yeah, yeah. my brain works like this might as well like, knock it out fucking yeah. 90 minutes it's somehow worse like, everything's established. We know everyone involved. We don't have to spend, what is it, a hundred minutes establishing who the Fantastic Four are? Yeah. And it's worse. It's oh, that it's brutal, dude. Dude, is there a scene, because I haven't seen it, but I, I kind of would bet that there's a scene in which Michael Chiklis looks in the mirror and sees himself without, like, the costume on. And misses himself. That's like the one scene that people get. Is there a scene like that? Uh, close enough. We see uh, our good friend Johnny Storm has an interaction with the Silver Surfer. And because of this, when he touches someone, they swap powers. So at one point, him and Michael Chiklis get an altercation. And then they swap powers. So Chris Evans becomes a rock monster. Which is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Oh. And then the thing just becomes Michael Chiklis again. And then they just revert back. Oh. It's like, oh, they, I thought he was your friend. Like, can you not give him like a fucking weekend to hang out with his girlfriend? Yeah. Like, come on, well, man. Follow up question: What's more, uh-huh. what's more disturbing, the uh, stretchy dance that Reed Richards does, or the dance that oh. Johnny Depp does in Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> stretchy dance because he's like extending his arms and like grabbing women and pulling oh them in. no it's, no no he's kicking and that leg's going off screen oh. hey you know what i've been wondering all day like why is it that the incredibles can do this but we've never ever ever had a good fantastic four movie 
you will never make the stretching look good with CGI ever. Yeah. It will never look realistic. It will always upset your eyes. I think you're it right. It will never ever look good. We'll certainly get into that. You can make it now. <laughs> when we talk about this oh. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, oh, you wrote it down too, huh? Silver Surfer came out in 07. Yeah. Looks just as bad, if not worse. It is still absolutely wretched. We spend the whole first act of the movie going, Oh my god, I want to get married. Oh, but he keeps working, but we should get married. What about my wedding? But why are you working? But my wedding. You're just wondering, where's the surfboard, man? See, that's... And then he shows up, and then we just spend an hour with everyone swapping powers, and, and then Reed and Sue being like, Oh, we should stop being superheroes. Hey, remember when that was in every single superhero movie for five years when they just didn't want their powers anymore? Oh, yeah. Add it to the oh, list, yeah. buddy. <clears throat> and the thing is, they already went through that in the in the first movie. You know? Why are they retreading uh-huh. that ground? Yeah. Do you think Spider-Man worry, wants to stop being Spider-Man? Come on. Oh, uh, actually. Oh, well. Anyway. Don't worry. The Silver Surfer has a change of heart and decides to stand up to Galactus and defend Earth because Jessica Alba reminds him of his wife. The silver alien man looks at Jessica Alba and goes, Ah, my wife. Very nice. I will fight the space cloud. Oh, I, did, I can't believe she changed her name to Martha Storm. You know, the thing that really upsets me about this movie, or really upset my brother, is that my brother really liked uh, the Silver Surfer. I think they had like a little cartoon my brother thought it was cool, and he had a couple Silver Surfer yeah. comics. He's like, oh, this is a great idea. Then this movie comes out. It's like, well, you can kiss any future Silver Surfer movies goodbye. You're never gonna get those again. Oh, and don't worry, they had them planned, and then this came out, and uh, weird, we didn't get any more. <sighs> Let me just summarize the end of this movie. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Doom gets the Silver Surfer surfboard, which is the source of his power, I guess. Uh-huh. So just imagine Doctor Doom flying on a surfboard in CGI. Imagine how you think that would look, and it's worse. That's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's the climactic final battles and flying around and Johnny Storm has everyone's powers. Uh-huh. It's it's 90 minutes with credits. Feels like 120. Oh. It is so much worse. Well, the, luckily that's not in my future. Yet. Uh, no, there's you would get nothing out oh. of it. Like There's no way that the Corman movie isn't the best out of all these. I will... I might report Honestly, I, I, I might, I I do, might do the same, you know? <laughs> I have to know. Uh, do you, did you watch like, anything else? Oh, sorry, keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't watch much more. We can get past it. But, like, there's no way the Corman version of the thing looks that much worse than the Michael Chiklis suit. Like, if you compare budgets one to the other, there's no way that the hundred times inflation got you that much better i refuse to accept it well everything in these movies looks like dog shit did you see the documentary for the corman version i wanted to earn out of time i I didn't have any time wrangling this little monster dude i've been moving uh back and forth back and forth it's been a real honestly i should have just got a u-haul it would have been a way better idea (laughs) oh yeah you should (laughs) that That being said there is a benefit to using my dad's trailer because i guess i can cut all this shit but uh I don't have a bed frame yet, and getting the bed frame there would probably require like the use of a trailer and all this other stuff. And I can, oh, yeah. and if he brings that over there, then like I can have him help me install like a bar to put on the uh, uh, the blinds because the 
or not blinds, the uh, drapes or something like that, because I'm going to need blackout drapes if I'm going to keep working overnights. And I could maybe get them to uh, take me to, like, a furniture store. I could pick up, like, a dresser or, like, a couch or TV stand or desk or something. Or all three. And have him pay. It's all working yeah. out. Oh, God, moving is so expensive, man. Also living. It's the worst. Yeah, it is. Yeah, being alive is insanely expensive. I don't recommend yeah, it Yeah, it is astonishingly expensive to live on your own. Uh, anyway, I guess we can uh, get into Fantastic Four 2005. <laughs> it's been a while since I had seen a comic book movie from this era, right? And, oh, man. like, th- there are uh, movies from this era, comic book movies from this era, that are pretty, I- I'd say at least halfway decent. Like, X-Men, that's a pretty decent movie. I, I like that movie. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I hope it holds up. I could be dead wrong. Uh, not as much as when it was, but, yeah, you know, but it's, I, uh, it's a yeah. different time. Because uh, everything before that, we were, we were in the dredges of Steel and Batman and Robin. Right, yeah, yeah. But Spider-Man changed everything. Spider-Man, I keep trying to tell people, was such a huge movie for comic books. And the success of Spider-Man is probably why you have the success of uh, the MCU today. And uh, I can see why, after Spider-Man, huge success, and uh, X-Men was also a big success, that they would want to make a movie about the Fantastic Four. Uh, I don't know that the Fantastic Four ever had a cartoon. Maybe, like, one of the ones that came out in, like, the 60s that... Yeah. Oh yeah, that, I remember. <laughs> I remember that one on like uh, Boomerang or something. And Henry and I watched it like, wow, that kind of sucks. But I know there was also in the I comics. hovered. It was on the related on Disney Plus. I hovered over it for all of two seconds and went. Nah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that one. That. I'm sure that one doesn't hold up. But I'm pretty sure the comics were fairly popular, so they were just like, okay, you know, we could give it a try. Oh, my good friend, it's Marvel's first family. Oh yeah, that too. Well, uh, Eddie. Like, <laughs> We can get into this whole thing because it's always been a fascinating property because it was it was their first big hit. This is pre Spider Man or any of the Avengers. Like this was their first big fucking comic of superheroes. I didn't know that, and it has never ever ever been adapted well. Well, that's the thing I've always and said. Honestly, I just don't think it ever can be. <laughs> I just I'm sure someone will be like, oh, actually, if you read this run, I don't care. Just leave it in the '60s. It just feels too corny for me it is fairly core again i maybe it's mr fantastic himself who's the worst of it but like the thing isn't very far behind in terms of uh that's just kind of stupid uh but i i do remember the uh the little cartoon from the 60s and Henry and i watch it and i think we we i think we preferred hong kong fooey uh but anyway yeah i can understand why you'd want to adapt it i mean four parts means uh or four superheroes means four uh very well-known actors and one guy from a country that I can't pronounce. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that name, I'm not even going to try. But uh, anyway, it's like, okay, let's get back into this, this sort of mood. And there is something about that, like that early 2000s aesthetic. And it's not just the uh, the song choices, which, of course, we'll have to get into. But there's something about the way that it's filmed, the way that the story is told, that uh, I guess I'm a little nostalgic for. Perhaps less nostalgic for the alliterative comic book names from the 60s. Reed, Richards, Sue, Storm, and, uh, of course, Victor Von Doom. I, uh, is this really, as as soon as they they say Victor Von Doom, I'm like, really, is this, which one's worse, this or the Josh Trank version where they say, check out Dr. Doom over here. (laughs) (laughs) It's... 
is brutal. Like even even hearing Doctor Stephen Strange was a bit much for me. Oh, but yeah. this is it's everyone. Yeah. Um, I would. Would you like me to place this movie in the sweet sweet Marvel movie timeline for you? So we can just get our bearing of where we are and how things are about to go off the fucking deep end. No, okay. So Mi- Michael Checklist is pretty deal. <laughs> 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 All right. So two thousand, we have X Men, which like that movie doesn't hold up particularly well, but you can't. That was two thousand. Can't. Yeah. Wow. You can't doubt like the impact it had on this whole thing becoming a genre. Yeah, it was a big, big hit after the the dregs of the late nineties. So. Yeah. 2002 you have spider-man which makes all of the money in the fucking world yeah. like one of the biggest fucking movies of my childhood mm-hmm. next year you get x-men 2 which is so much better than x-men and daredevil oh, yeah. but you know yeah, we're yeah. trying to branch out establish these properties the next year you get spider-man 2 which is fucking spider-man 2 yeah. and then 2005 you get the back-to-back Electra and Fantastic Four both coming out of Fox. Not looking great. The next year out of Fox, you get X-Men 3, everyone's favorite. And then just right over the horizon, you got Spider-Man 3, X-Men Origins, Wolverine. And then Iron Man comes out and then just fucks fucked forever. Yeah. And then now they don't exist anymore. <sighs> Everything's terrible. Well, I'd also like to put this in a separate timeline for you. There's a movie you forgot to mention. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but in 2005, about a month before this was released, a little-known comic book movie came out called Batman Begins. And oh, just the that, kiss of death. <laughs> that was a very, very well-liked movie at the time. It was a bit of a critical hit. And it led to a sequel that uh, some other people watched as well. But the comparison between... Yeah, that always... <laughs> good. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, Hellboy comes out. We did an episode a million years ago. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Hellboy 2 comes out like, hey, you know the Dark Knight's out? And then just <laughs> gone from the face of the planet Earth and no one saw it. Oh, yeah. Same with that incredible Hulk Edward Norton movie. That came out between Iron Man and Dark Knight. Rest in fucking piss. You don't exist. <laughs> See, that's the thing, man. Comparing this movie to uh, uh, Batman Begins... These are only separate by, by a month. It reminds me of uh, when, when uh, Lord of the Rings came out in 2001 from the same studio that only a year prior had released the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And like oh, the amount of progression between them is so astonishing. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, like, this is just like they've a been tr- downgrade, you know? They've been trying to make this movie forever. Like Chris Columbus spent the entire 90s like trying to get this made. They had all so many different drafts. Why? He was like this close to do because it's like again, it's the thing where it's like it's Marvel's first thing. Like it's the Marvel thing to put them on the map. But yeah, I don't understand why no people like this so much. Maybe it's like I'll tell you exactly why. I can tell you exactly why he didn't make it, which is because Steven Spielberg said, "I don't want to do this Harry Potter thing," and he's like. Oh, cool, I'll take that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this, y'all can have it. Goodbye. Did you notice one of the credited screenwriters on this movie? I did not. Was one Mark Frost of Twin Peaks fame. Chris, your thoughts? I mean, there's I no way that's to, the same Mark Frost. I want you to roll there's no way it's the same it Mark Frost. Absolutely it's, there's is. a different Mark Frost who... It's just, it's like there's two Kevin Williamsons. <laughs> like, I could have told you. Oh man, that's good actually. Yeah. I could have told you this beforehand, but I figured it'd be funnier to let you just 
I did not know with that. this all night. Well, I tell you why. Actually, I can spin this one because I kind of, I actually really don't mind the first act of the movie. Um, probably because it's the shortest act of the movie. Uh, but I thought it was a pretty good setup. But then as things go on, the dialogue gets excruciatingly bad. Uh, oh God, but, but while we're talking about good things, uh, I'm not kidding when I say this. I actually really, really like Michael Chiklis in this. And I've never seen The Shield. I don't think I've seen anything with Michael Chiklis. I just heard of him before. Uh, oh, you know, that guy from The Shield. And I was like, oh, that show. <laughs> and I, I, Again, I didn't have no desire to watch it. I don't really watch a lot of TV anyway. But Michael Chiklis is really good in this. And I was uh, somewhat gratified to see most of the contemporary reviews were like, yeah, you know, say what you will about the rest of the movie, but Michael Chiklis is pretty good. Uh, now, I want to say that this is before he becomes the thing. When he's in human oh form, God. he's really great. He's funny. He's He's got good chemistry with everyone. He's like, wow, I kind of wish that he played all the parts. Uh, he's he's just so much fun. But then he becomes the thing, and he just says, yeah, Faith, for the whole movie. <laughs> hey, Debs, why don't you want to marry me? Yeah, I don't think I'd want to marry a guy who called me Debs. <laughs> no. Here's my one issue with him. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't give a shit about comic book accuracy. Mm -hmm. We will get to that when we talk about Jessica Alba, because holy Jesus, that wig is a nightmare. But, like, if I came up to you, you know, when I came up and visited, it was like, hey, man, it's me, your 31-year-old friend Parker. This is my lifelong friend from childhood, Michael Chiklis. You would look at me like, what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? He's 15 years older than everyone in this movie. He's the oldest man in this cast. He's like, hey, Reed and I go way back. Like, you are his grandfather. What are you talking about? But, to be fair, that Josh Trank movie has like 15 minutes of them as children in school. So, like, you know what? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take it. Sure. Oh, Lifelong no. friends don't even care. Oh. You're all adults. You've known each other forever. Great. That sounds Love it. Like Chris nightmare. Evans is absolutely the same age. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Chris Evans They all age. look the same. Who cares? Chris Evans is probably younger than I am in this movie. He's like, ah, oh, my good friend Reed and my sister Jessica Alba and our good friend, <laughs> the commish, Michael Chiklis. I am not grandpa. Hey, Alex joined us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, the movie starts off with uh, Reed Richards. Please don't say Reed Richards because it'll make me laugh. Is giving up her performance. <laughs> giving up her uh, little demonstration. It's like, I think if we go into outer space, we could learn more about human DNA. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. How would that work? And Victor Von Doom cuts him off because that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but uh, they, they say, oh, let's go up there anyway. And it's immediately apparent that Sue Storm and Reed Richards used to have a thing going on. So, oh, sparks may fly. Huh? They have no chemistry. They have absolutely Abs- none. Chemistry like like oil on water. It just... This movie is like 80 minutes of people bickering, and none of them have any chemistry with each other whatsoever. Yeah. Which is a problem. Also, it's a problem when you hire the guy who did Barbershop. Also, that <laughs> cool action movie. Well, uh, now we'll just let them banter with each other. It'll be fun. Poor Jessica Alba. Look, she's not giving a good performance, but her character exists to be in her bra and uh, yell at the we men. We will. That's get her entire to that. character. What? What? Look, I don't. 
think she's a particularly good actress. Me neither. But what do you even do with, hey, in this scene, your tits are out. Okay, what about the next scene? You yell at Reed for not wanting to fuck you bad enough. Great! That's the whole movie, yeah, huh? This isn't quite yeah. the most progressive movie of all time. Uh, but, uh, I, in fact, there's a, one scene in particular that reminds me. It's like, they're all getting ready to go into outer space to learn about human DNA. <laughs> and they're all wearing, like, the, the blue, like, skid-tight suits. And who... I don't know who comments on it, but one of them... I think it, it may have been Chris Evans who's just like, Yo, man, these suits, they're fucking whack, yo. Because this is a different time, <laughs> and that's just the way that he talks. And, uh, and he's like, who even came up with these things? And Jessica Alba walks in this skin-tight suit with like a full eight inches of cleavage. And she's like, oh, Victor designed them. And I was just like, I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> they're titty me pushed out to go into space. That, that leads to a scene where fucking Reed Richards is staring daggers at that fucking <laughs> cleavage, right? And he's, he's, he's uh, giving it a Kubrick <laughs> stare. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's looking at a, the same face that fucking Jack Nicholson makes in The Shining. <laughs> and he says, yes, these suits are amazing. And she, she makes this face as he's like practically nose deep between her boobs and and he uh, she's like oh yeah thank you and, he, and he's just like they'll be able to keep us alive and she's like uh, uh. she makes the same vocal expression that prince does when they say shirts versus blouses <laughs> he's staring at her tits like he's trying to light her on fire with his mind and he goes the fabric on these and just walks away you're like great this will be our central fucking thread of the whole movie is, will they? Won't they? Great. <laughs> that scene is Only so an hour sexist. 39 left. It's also like, it's, it's, it kind of gets to what you were saying about uh, uh, Jessica Alba is, like, I understand women would like to, and, and men too, like to be seen as attractive. If you tell a girl she's pretty, they usually be like, oh, thank you, if you're not a creep about it. but uh, Not in my experience. Yeah, but also, not if you just are staring daggers at, at their chests, you know? That, then they're just like, hey, could you not do something like that? And then to be like, actually, the fabric will keep us alive for years. And then you leave. They're not going to be like, oh, I just wish he would fuck me. <laughs> Like, I don't need this to be a super serious movie because it's the Fantastic Four, but I don't need the smartest man on Earth to go, hummina, 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 boobers. <laughs> that Great. too. I'm not saying that I don't want him to do that, but also, it's also a very, very weird thing. It's like, he should be at least a little bit attracted to Jessica Alba, and it's like, I, there are so many moments in the movie where I'm just like, really? You gave up that? Really? I That's, I don't know, it's a little... Without a second, every single scene, she's just like... Might as well just be mashing his face in her tits. He's like, that's great. Uh, so I have to work on this uh, radar that tracks birds. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking she's, talking she's about? She's just like grinding all over me. It's just like four times ten to the negative fourth. <laughs> Speaking of uh, impossibly attractive people, I guess we might as well talk about Jessica Alba now. I, I really do like Jessica Alba. Maybe not as an actress, but as a very pretty woman for me to stare at. 
Uh, not going to cut that. She's. I really liked her in Sin City, for example. I thought she did a great job in that. And maybe that's just because that's an actual good comic book movie, which I think was released the same year. Holy shit. <laughs> Man, I can't imagine that holds up. And I, don't I, plan I bet it out. does. I bet it's fine. I'm going to rewatch it sometime. Uh, Famous last one. Yeah, words. you know, that's also true. But uh, in this one... It's like I think she's a little too attractive. Like she's a little too tanned, and like her lips are a little too full. And she's supposed to be an MIT scientist. And it's like, dude, I've met MIT scientists. They don't look like her. All right, let's just talk about it. So in the comics, she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. We don't need to give her a wig and contacts. Dad, don't give me the it's thumbs fine. up now, just because she's blonde and blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this wig could not do her any less favors. She looks ghoulishly pale. (laughs) And those horrific eyes. She might as well have the fucking thriller cat eyes from the end of the music video. Like, she looks inhuman. Just let her be a brunette. It's not real. It's fine. Yeah, it's... Of all the things that, but there's there are so many callbacks to the comics that like they really seem to think that the people who are going to watch this are going to have some sort of slavish devotion to the comics. There's there's that scene that's later on in the movie, jumping ahead here, where uh, Michael Chiklis as the thing says, "You know, I used to smoke," and that was apparently a callback to where he used to smoke a cigar, but then the comic guy came in and said, "No more smoking cigars in comic books." And it's like, wow, that little thing just for the fans. And I don't mean to be, like, insulting or or demeaning here, but really? The fans of the Fantastic Four comic? Going out of your way to placate for these minute details that don't matter at all. But Galactus is a fucking cloud. Whatever, man. It's fine. Exactly. Now, speaking of other impossibly attractive people, Chris Evans, it's... It's just unfair. What it's not fair. Is this buzz cut? <laughs> he has this whole movie. Hey, honestly, he's rocking it. <laughs> it's not as good as his other haircuts, we talk- but it's mostly working. Can we talk about how he's introduced? <laughs> oh yeah, he's introduced. It's less like, oh yeah, my my idiot brother is going to be. Uh, wh- why are they bringing him along? I guess he's going to be in charge of the flight or something. I guess sure. I guess he pilots the space shuttle up to the satellite thing where they're going to be walking around. Which, by the way, we never see that. So, uh, thanks. And uh, Dude, <laughs> like, not to skip ahead, but the cut from like, oh man, these suits are awesome. Just jump cut to them already in space on a space station is so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> but continue. That's like of all things, you'd be like, oh man, he's a daredevil. He flies. Like, can you imagine him piloting a space shuttle to, to go to the? Uh, fucking, like, satellite. You expect it to be like that Obi-Wan Kenobi, ah, another happy landing sort of thing. It's like, he's gonna, like, like, do tricks or stunts with a space shuttle. That's gonna be cool. They're just walking along on the bridge. How did you lose 20 pages of the script? Like, alright, fuck it, they're up there now. Yeah, I... I mean, I'm not complaining. So, anyway, his introduction... When I saw this movie, it's an hour 45. I could have cried. I was so happy. (laughs) So, anyway, his introduction is... uh, It's like, oh, oh, his brother. I don't want to take notes from him. And he's riding on a motorcycle, making out with a woman (laughs) who's driving a Lambo right next to him. They're just tongue deep within each other, tasting the back of each other's teeth. And they're just riding along next to each other. And, uh... I gotta tell you, that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> a Velvet Revolver song plays. The most 2005 band to ever exist in history. <laughs> oh, who could forget everyone's favorite supergroup with the, 
that one guy <laughs> and then everyone else from Guns N' Roses. Oh god, I forgot every uh, uh. the Scott Wyland Guns N' Roses supergroup from the mid aughts uh. Velvet Revolver. <laughs> I couldn't remember Stone Temple Pilots because who gives right, a shit? Right, uh, Well, uh, anyway, we read Richard's idea to uh, study human DNA is suddenly put on fast forward because there's an incoming uh, comes to attack. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. There's a space, there's a space babble. Also, they go to space the next day. That's insane. They go up to Von Doom like, hey, we need to do this tomorrow. He's like, alright, cool, here's some money. And then we just jump cut to them on a space station like, wow, this is crazy. I don't think people understand how long space travel takes at at our current rate. I'm sorry, we don't quite have Star Trek capabilities yet. You can't just beam aboard. But they're just there. This movie takes place in a world where they can just be in space in one day. But Chris Evans has a digital camera plus memory card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a camera phone. He has to buy a memory card for his Which, camera. by the way, they, they brag but about we, to the point where I was just like, are they like trying to say that this is cool? Because this is like the least coolest thing I've ever dude, seen. <laughs> that MasterCard joke sent me 20 years into the past that <laughs> I was not expecting. I could not believe what I was seeing. So, uh... I, I guess this is probably a remnant of the Galactus Cloud that gave them their powers. and uh, Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, it turns out Victor Von Doom, uh, who is about to propose to Sue Storm in a scene that reminds me of uh, that scene from Lost in Space where uh, Joey from the Freds <laughs> is uh, drawing Porky Pig on the, on the condensation. <laughs> this is where my mind goes. Dude, the fact... <laughs> The fact that the ring is green, I cannot make oh, enough yeah. fart sounds. <laughs> My god. Oh, yeah. Also, I did like that he was looking at us like, you know, it's been a wonderful two years with you. And she immediately says, it has been a wonderful two years for the company. And I was just like, if she had just walked out at that moment and just left him holding the ring, it would have been so funny. Uh, That's an immediate slide that right back in the pocket situation. Yeah. Like, oh. Nope. Also, the way that he was saying, she's like, wait, we have to help him. She's like, and he's just like, uh, no, I, I was actually hoping to kill him. And she's just like, <laughs> and she just, she's just apparently fine. She never even seems to think it's like, hey, maybe my boyfriend is evil. So uh, they get blasted <laughs> with uh, the radio. <laughs> Space yeah, stuff. And they, uh, I guess it just cuts. And... Uh, we wake up in a POV shot of Michael Chiklis, and I have to say, this is one of my favorite jokes in the movie, where he's talking to... It's yeah, real he's talking to, he's, he's talking to Chris Evans, and he's like, what, what happened to me? I was, going, I was like, look, we're going to find the best plastic surgeons available, and it's just, it's just his face. I was like, that is a great <laughs> fake-out. That is a fantastic bit. <laughs> we did all I we could lo- do! I guarantee that somewhere at Marvel Studios, they're all in a room trying to figure out well, how do we explain that this one blast gave them all different powers? I'll stop you now. It doesn't matter. No one cares. It was the 1960s. Stanley was high out of his mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that one person turns into a rock man and one becomes stretchy. Just fucking yeah. roll with it. I don't want an explanation. I do not care. Nothing you cook up will ever give me a satisfying answer to why they all have these insanely different nightmare powers yeah. uh 
Now, uh, here's the thing. This is about where the second act begins, and the writing up to this point hasn't exactly been Shakespeare, but it's more or less been, you know, quick to the point. It's been effective. It's like, it gets us from scene A to scene B to scene D, because we don't need scene C where they fly in the uh, rocket ship to the <laughs> but then it's like, Real missing. But it's <laughs> 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 but but then uh, you know it's there's a it's there's an economy of time here and they they know where they're trying to get to from here i think mark frost may have been fired from the script because uh this is where uh johnny storm i guess is his name is talking to a nurse maria menounos which uh slideshow obviously she's in it uh and she puts a thermometer in his mouth and it goes to it gets to 209 degrees which is impossible it's not like thermometers don't even go that high and she says oh you're hot and he says why thank you so are you and I, that was my that was where I was I have to admit I was watching I was like well this really isn't so bad so far maybe it'll get even better and then as soon as that came down the only note that I wrote down was uh oh <laughs> a lot of movie laughs yeah <laughs> we're in and trouble the other lines are like even Michael Chiklis who delivers a line well st- I still heard it I still heard it and I thought about it in my head and I was like oh no because uh, Reed Richards <laughs> asked him how are you feeling solid. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the thing is, Michael Chiklis, I, the reason I say he delivers it well is because he tries to hide it. He says, like, hey, how are you holding up? Solid. So how are you feeling about it? He just tries to <laughs> tries to really get it, like, really quiet. It's like, oh, solid. So anyway, this other thing. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I contractually said it. You can't hold it against me. I'm getting my I, day I'll rate. say this. Goodbye. If they put that line in an, MC, in an MCU movie, you'd have Robert Downey Jr. going, Solid, and he would it'd be like, and they would stop the music just so he could say that. <laughs> Projectile vomit while people clap around me. All right, so uh, we're back on Earth. Everyone's recovering, and he starts to realize, like, oh man, the drive of this movie is going to be. Boy, I hope Reed and Sue get together. Oh yeah. He, fre- he realized, like, oh, this isn't the movie I wanted at all. Like, I don't care about the Fantastic Four. There's probably no comic I'm going to like more than that one Ventures Brother episode that's just fantastic for Oh, yeah, that one. That was, but that was good. I like that. Yeah, but if I'm going to have to watch the Fantastic Four, this is not what I want it to right, be. Right, yeah. I promise I you. want them to use their powers. Will they? Won't they? Huh. Like, fucking Michael Chiklis spends half the movie being like, Hey, you two should get together. You used to love each other. So now you should get back together. Great. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. What is he going to be, Doctor Doom? Why doesn't he have the mask on yet? Why is the nip tuck guy just walking around <laughs> making these faces? When is someone going to fight? That's who that is, nip tuck. Okay. So anyway, yeah, we get right. back to uh, my good friend Johnny Storm, who decides that now's a great time to jump out of a helicopter and go snowboarding. <laughs> uh, while a Sub-41 song plays. <laughs> the, the most 2005 thing to yes, ever exist. Yes, it is absolutely ever. the most 2005 thing to ever exist, except for a scene later on in the movie. But uh, so, he, Do you think Chris Evans like watches this and thinks like, boy, this, that could have been it. That could have been the peak right there. That could have been the nadir. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Captain America. This would have been this for the next five years. And then oh my God. So as they're she's skiing down he's going there with his he says future wife and she's never seen again after this and he's snowboarding down the well, mountain we'll get to why yeah. pretty soon and she's skiing down the mountain and uh he's going super super fast and he's actually catching fire which i have to say uh not sure how the stuntman did that but uh then he goes 
really, really off hearted. And she says, you're on fire. To which he responds, thanks, you're going pretty fast too. And uh, I was just like... Boo! <laughs> I, it is so fucking lame. <laughs> That's like the lamest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, he completely immolates and, and just burns to a crisp. So, uh, Oh, wait, no, never mind. He... Goes you're into hot, the, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha, funny again. <laughs> no, he just goes into like a snowbank and creates his own hot tub. And he looks up at her and says, care to join me? Like he's fucking James Bond. And she makes it a little like, uh, smile like, ooh, maybe I will. And then here's a weird shot, right? It's shot from... Dude, this fucking American Pie straight to DVD shot. Yeah, okay, oh thank God. you. Because this is so... I, I don't think I understood this. Like, so she's standing there, and it's shot from between her legs. And be, oh, yeah, that's sexual. No, 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 no. Like, her calves. Like, you only see her calves. And she's wearing, like, a snowsuit. So it's not even sexy in any sort of way. You can see the upper torso of Chris Evan. He looks delectable. But then she drops her two, what are those things, like the ski sticks or whatever? She drops those to the side, and I'm just like, what's what's that supposed to symbolize? I, I don't get it. National Lampoon's <laughs> bullshit is this? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I was like, I need a human female, preferably any, you know, someone to explain this to me. Perhaps over drinks, my place. And then speaking Please, of real missing, he is... She is dead. She is a pile of ash. Yeah. He doesn't know how to control his power yet. That man busted and shot fire <laughs> <all> over. <laughs> oh, jeez. Talk about a hot load. So, anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> so my future wife. Hey, uh, wasn't there someone else on the helicopter? No. There was no one ever here. Get on my fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about Angel Cop. She's fucking crispy. <laughs> <laughs> he he scooped that bitch into a coffee canister and threw her out to sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, at least she went out doing something she loved. Or someone she loves. I always, I always hope to get incinerated. Don't think someone's vinegar stroke while some forty-one plane after jumping out of a helicopter while they show in three different shots. My time is you just scream as you're burned to death in the Himalayas. He and he just goes, "Why, thank you. Care to join me? Can't believe he wasn't the American James Bond." So, uh, I, oh my god. So she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a... I just... We'll get to my next note on here. There's a character that... I don't even think he has a name, but I kind of want to talk about him. It's the little monkey boy assistant to Dr. Von Doom, or Dr. Doom. <laughs> that dude That dude... That thing... If I'm ever in a movie, I'm the henchman. It's like, he has his all your specifications, and I immediately get murdered to show off his well, power. Well, that's the thing. It's like, first of all, he looks like the budget version of the Mac guy. And he say, <laughs> he sounds like he's got this transatlantic accent. He's just like, uh, actually, what was his name? Uh, Victor. It's like, actually, Victor, I was looking at a press schedule here, and uh, you have something coming up on 60 Minutes, and then there's Larry. And I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy? 
This movie, while only being an hour 45, has like five boardroom scenes too many. I could give a shit. Yeah. Well, Go back to Latveria or whatever. That's, yeah, that from. fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> Premise ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that's just going to be fantastic for potato. <laughs> <laughs> One man look up at clouds and see good Fantastic Four movie. The other see Impossible <laughs> Dream. You same cloud. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, yeah, the rest of uh, the Fantastic Four are... Um, they're still walking around and not using their powers, so I'm sure all the kids are having a lot of fun watching this. Anyways, are we are we at the scene with Michael Chiklis meeting Debs? Uh, uh, no, 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 not yet, not yet. So, uh, okay, Michael, because that's what I excited yeah. to talk about. Michael Chiklis is just like, hey, these fucking people, huh? I'm going to have to set them up together. Yo, go socks! And he sets up Reed Richards and Sue Storm at a fancy little dinner and he gets stomach pains dude oh bad shrimp i'm gonna shit my brains out i gotta leave you twos enjoy yourself though it's a nice restaurant and uh they're just <laughs> talking God. and stuff and uh she's just like "Ugh, every single time i keep asking you to plow me and you keep talking about your science bullshit like you're gonna <laughs> save the world or something and uh, he's just like i uh i don't understand the mathematical uh, quantifications of what you're saying and uh she says you know victor von doom is many things but at least he cares about me it's nice to be seen and she goes invisible. and He's literally like a fucking Wojak me like, oh my god, please just fuck me. <laughs> no, my calculations are incorrect. <laughs> Can you imagine also, what they were like? Oh man, the fantastic... Good. He's the thing, I love him, he's indestructible, what does he do? Oh, he just does the parent trap for like 45 minutes, then he turns into a monster. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing about it, I can only imagine their relationship was like, can you imagine he's like working on like the cure for cancer, and she's like, babe, it's time for your dick flattening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of like a mirror of my life it's like hey uh, do you want to come to bed uh no I have to watch episode 5 of Geno Cyber real quick sorry <laughs> go to sleep without me oh shit anyway yeah that's stupid yeah it's nice to be seen uh it's very embarrassing and then she turns invisible fuck you yeah, I could yeah. put a hole through my TV dude. but that's not the worst part of the scene the worst part of the scene is she I think she accidentally knocks over a glass and Reed Richards stretches out to get it and that was the first time I wrote down in like all capital letters uh oh <laughs> <laughs> like well maybe it'll look better next time uh will yeah. you cause uh, I don't know that I believe you <laughs> that stretchy arm <laughs> It only gets worse. It because like when he because they're just like oh where's it they all come to realize like hey we all have powers and only one of them is just like hey this is kind of cool and everyone else is like no this is terrible this is the worst thing that's ever happened to us we have to not have powers anymore all the kids in the audience are asking why they couldn't go to a different movie I think Barnyard came out the same year I, so they should have uh, good to see that <laughs> I love that throughout the entire movie Johnny Storm's like this is actually pretty sick you guys yeah you should kind of lean into I, it this I'm, I'm on his side I really am it's just like yeah I. I I think I would also show off if I could immolate myself and all my friends and family. Uh, so they go to Ben Grimm's room. Sorry, you got some? Oh, because it's the same problem as all the Hulk movies where he spends the whole movie trying to not be the Hulk and you're in the crowd like, no, I paid money to see you turn green and punch something. 
I don't give a shit about your pathos. I don't want you to not be the whole. Yeah. Become the giant rock monster <laughs> and live with it. Not my problem. So Reed Richards is like, oh, hey, you in there, man? And there's no response. So he reaches his hand underneath the crack in there and it opens it up from inside. And, like, it looks so bad. It looks so, so, so bad. But not as bad as this scene where they... I, I have to just describe what happens in the scene, okay? They go to... Ben Grimm's room, after he is uh, turned into the thing, which happens off screen because they don't have that many special effects budgets, and he, we hear a crash, and we hear a break out of that wall, and we go into the room, we see a gigantic hole in the window and wall and everything, like something gigantic has just broken through it, <laughs> and Chris Evans points and goes, look! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, while a coyote went this way. <laughs> it's like, where do you think they were looking? <laughs> Maybe at the most obvious fucking thing in the room, dude. You know, it's fitting that this movie just like played every weekend on FX for five and a half years. Because you can turn it on at any random point and the movie just treats it like you just sat down. It's like, oh, hey, Sue Storm, it's me, your brother, Johnny Storm. I turn into fire. We should go look for our friend Ben Grimm, who's now the thing. That's how every scene starts. They never stop describing what their powers are until the end of the movie. Yeah, well, he's gone. I love when a movie treats me like I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. Really feels good. The thing goes to... It really does feel like that scene in The Wizard of Oz where they get to the Emerald City and it says, Doorbell broken, please knock. And I'm just like, was this like how they taught kids how to read back in 1939? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, they had other books, of course. Uh, but uh, anyway, he goes to, I guess, New York City to meet Debs, his wife, and he calls her up. <laughs> this fuck, he is dressed like Donatello sneaking <laughs> yeah, out the I was going to say, yeah, it's like, it reminds me what of. What the fuck? It really reminds me this? of fucking Bane in, in Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Boarding that secret plane. <laughs> Oh, I have to rewatch that movie. And uh, he calls her up and says, Hey, babe, can you come outside real quick? And she's just like, Oh, I got a little surprise for you. He's like, Uh, me too. And uh, she, <laughs> and she's just like, He's really she, plain and cool she, and bearing the lead. She comes out there in a negligee. Uh, I don't know why. And uh, she's just like, uh, So, uh, what's going on, buddy? What's, what's up? He's like, now don't freak out, but I'm an orange brick monster. And she goes, what the <laughs> fuck? And just runs away. Almost gets hit by a taxi. Dude, if she had got hit by that taxi and died as a result of seeing him that ugly, and that had been his like emotional journey through the movie, it was like, I was so ugly, I killed my wife. <laughs> she, she gets that meet Joe Black treatment goes flying in the air. <laughs> it's just, the, the body goes flying. Dibs! Just the body goes flying like one of those coming of Ryan's kids where they just fucking throw the toy <laughs> <laughs> fucking tunes us the driving cat runs her over is that what you're saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dabs up I got a surprise for you. <laughs> she just gets decleated by an 18 wheeler. I can only think about the fucking two scenes. One, the one from Final Destination, and two, the one from Mean Girls. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'm so ugly. Ah, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> I'm so ugly. My wife died. But no, she doesn't actually get hit by the taxi. So maybe I'm just a sicko for wanting to see that. I love it. She almost gets hit by a car and you just hear a bunch of New York voices going, Hey, what's that guy over there? <laughs> and he just freaks out. I thought off. of a, a similarly good comic book movie, Howard the Duck. Uh, do you remember? Do you no. remember when Howard the Duck is walking the streets of New York City and there's a bunch of guys on the bus pointing and laughing at one guy goes, That's a duck! That's a duck, man! <laughs> like, what do you think that guy's job is? <laughs> one guy one guy actually says that he's gonna call the police. I'm like, for what crime? <laughs> Being a brick man? <laughs> Look, in New York around this time, it was see something, say something. They definitely saw something. (laughs) Well, uh, anyway, we've had a fun time in this movie so far. Let's watch all of our superheroes combine their powers to cause a major traffic accident on a a metropolitan bridge and almost kill dozens of people. (laughs) The whole thing instigated by me in week six of the game of games. (laughs) Clutching a briefcase and walking to the edge of a bridge. Yeah, see this orange freak monster said you don't have to kill yourself <laughs> you got so much to live for me look at me come here come here it's, oh my God. I'm sure the jaguars will do great next week <laughs> oops <laughs> oh, what? left or right hey hey buddy left or right <laughs> Did you choose these teams on purpose? (laughs) Imagine explaining to the thing about the wheel. Hey, retook me to the pyramid. Now I'm a fucking rock monster. Hey, come here. I can't imagine him calling Chris Evans the weed rat. One, two, three, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> you imagine him eating the fruit salad? You know, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> oh, you mean like later when he's bribed by a stack of flapjacks to work for the bad guy? Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> okay, we gotta talk about this scene because like there's a huge pile up on this thing and several people are almost going to die here and uh, he, they are responsible for a dozen yeah. deaths and they get named heroes yeah and also everyone can see them so everyone knows who they are and uh there's there's a big crowd and uh reed richards says to sue storm oh they'll they'll we'll never be able to make it through this crowd first of all you could just like push past them there's plenty of cracks in the crowd just walk but he's like but sue you could do it go invisible and she's like uh okay but take your clothes off while the camera leeringly covers every curve of your bodice. And, uh, I mean, we have to see this whole thing of her in her underwear and she covers up. And she's in a crowd full of people. I'm just like, just, it, I don't know, it made me feel uncomfortable. It's just like, you don't have to make her do this, you know? Like, I'm going to watch the movie anyway. Are you, our younger listeners might not remember the era of Maxim and FHM magazine. Yeah, that's but, a good uh, point. Boy, yeah. man. What a dark time. Yeah, we didn't really think that women were good for very much back then, I guess. Uh, also, she didn't even need Dude, to do the that. Whole thing, the whole thing was sold on, like, hey, look at this hot woman who has some clothes on. Yeah. By the latest issue. <laughs> and that was an entire industry. Yeah, I... 
for like a good four or five years. I never really understood the appeal. Anyway, uh, so she didn't even need to do that anyway. Like, when she gets through, she, she turns, gets into like, like the middle of the crowd or whatever, and the other two guys are right behind her. It's just yeah, like, they're right fucking like, there. What did what they take off their clothes too? Come on. Oh, thank thank God we made yeah. it. So uh, anyway, he what was it? He saves a little girl. Uh, good for him. And he saves that one guy who was stuck in the <laughs> fire truck. And he also the fire truck was going over the edge, and he pulls it back up. So um, uh, good for him. Also, Johnny Storm uses his fire powers to protect a little girl, and uh, the fire gets all out of control. But Sue Storm uses her. Uh, 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 I don't know the thing to stop it from uh, going any further, and she's invisible, but also has force. Th- no, that what I I think that was out. in the comic book, so I understand that one. In fact, I think I remember that yeah, from the cartoon for so some stupid. reason. Uh, but it also Reed Richards saves a guy who's about to fall into the river, and the the movie cleverly tries to cover up his stretchy arms, and then he swings to the side so they're exposed, and, and you can almost hear the director going. <laughs> Man. And uh, they, you actually see them, and it looks horrible every single time. Uh, now, to the movie's credit, this is a good scene in that they're all using their powers, and they are actually working together. This is kind of what you want from the movie. And uh, then it is followed by the scene where Ben Grimm's wife sees him and is so <laughs> so distraught at, at his appearance that she looks him dead in the eye takes off her ring puts it on the bridge turns around and walks away never seen again it's like the fucking undertaker putting his stupid hat in the ring <laughs> and leaving that's for the other yeah house. well you know what man that is uh, Oh my god, that is perhaps the cruelest thing I've ever seen in a comic book movie. The fact that she's there by happenstance, watches her fiancé save all these lives, and goes, no, I can't imagine what that dick looks like. Puts the ring down and just walks away. Don't even toss it to him, just sets it down ceremonially. Here's the thing, up until that point, he has this, like, picture of her, and he really, you can tell that he really likes her, because, like, the way that they describe this character, boy, whatever they had was not a bed that strong, because she is just gone. <laughs> For her to take off the it's ring and put it on the ground, and it gets so much more sad, he can't even pick it up, because two of his fingers fuse <laughs> together, he only has four fingers, now he can't pick up the little ring. It's the saddest shit you've ever seen. In I, life. I genuinely, I, it, it's crueler than killing off Batman's parents. Dude, you want to talk about cruelty? Chris Evans' entire character is just seeing his his good friend get turned into this hideous monster. No one loves him. His wife leaves him. He just spends the whole movie like, hey, "Look, I made him put shaving cream on his face." <laughs> oh, we he just will torments yeah, him that. the whole movie for being a abomination upon. I, I wish I had the King of the Hill sound clip where, where to describe his wife. Just the Hank Hill one where he goes, what a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I try not to use gendered insults, but she really is. It was such a cruel move. Totally unnecessary. Anyway, uh, they are now heroes. They don't really want to be. They want to be known as scientists. And also, whatever Ben Grimm was. And... Uh, and I guess a stuntman. And, but, hey, they have no choice. They are now uh, heroes, mostly because they did all that shit in public. And they're brought into uh, one of those, like, uh, tents, I guess an OSHA tent or something like that. And uh, the black firefighter says, he turns on the TV and says, look, that's what everyone does when you turn on a TV. <laughs> so you're telling me... Hey, guys, check this out. <laughs> you're telling me Mark Frost wrote that? 
I don't I, I don't think that's true. I don't no. Mr. Big's limo is heading this way. <laughs> so they're talking. Actually, it's great because they were uh, interviewed about what this is. They're like, and people are like, is this a disease? And they're like, oh, no, their powers. But we don't know for sure. And they're like, uh, what's what's the things thing? And uh, they just ignore that. And uh, Sue Storm says, look, when we went up on the Von Doom space station, I was just like, you really got to call it that? You really got to call it that? <laughs> Cut. Figure something else out. Please just write it as, as D U Umla M. You know, at <laughs> least try to hide it. Uh, then we get the Stan Lee cameo, and honestly, uh, I have to admit a little bit of nostalgia for it. I know it's sort of shoehorned in there, and they kind of had to do it. But I was like, you know what? Uh, uh, I kind of. I'm not saying this like, but uh, I miss when Stan Lee would have a three second cameo in a movie where he didn't even know where he was. But it's like. I kind of miss that era, you know. Uh, I kind of miss the era where you could uh, expect something like that. You'd be like, oh, hey, I remember when he was alive. He has so many lines. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. Well, uh... He has a whole back and forth. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing here? Well, they go into, uh... I guess their apartment's hidden lair. Who has a hidden lair in a New York apartment besides the tick? Uh... Which, by the way, where's that movie? And uh, this is where we get a back and forth between Jessica Alba and... Uh, that doesn't... And this is a scene that... I, I'd seen this one before and it really stuck with me because it was the most bonkers-ass dialogue I'd ever heard in my life. And they're bickering about their romantic past. And she's just like, What do you mean it was too complicated? All I want to do was share an apartment with you. What's too complicated about that? I was just like, yeah, guys hate the idea of sharing an apartment with Jessica Alba. Who would want to do that? <laughs> Reed Richards just like looking at this wall full of Funko Pops, like it's not negotiable to stay <laughs> up. Well, then fucking leave. Then leave. <laughs> they were here first. They'll be here long after you, lady. <laughs> Back to collecting my TurboGrafx-16 game. She never understands. <laughs> hey, hey. Idiot! I thought you were f so smart. Look at that. In 64 games in the case. That's original factory seal. Do you know how much that's fucking worth? Do you worth? have any idea how much no, I, I can sell, sell this it. Chrono Trigger for if I wanted to, which I won't? Look, Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, back to back. Look, look at this. Honey, you're on the front page of Newsweek saying that you're in debt. I'm not selling them. <laughs> it's a buyer's market out there. So, uh... They have this little side thing, and they're going to try to find a way to get rid of their powers, because, hey, who would want to turn invisible? And uh, Chris Evans, uh, oh, I'll get to this in a second, they, they're trying to determine what they could do, and they realize that the only, oh yeah, I remember what the impetus for the scene is. Chris Evans interrupts their little uh, tete-a-tete by coming and says, guys, we have a problem. He comes out in this, like, burned-up shirt, and it's like, that's your problem? Ben Grimm has four fingers now, and you—that's you, your problem. <laughs> Just you, your shirt ben has Grimm holes is in a it. Walking nightmare. So you, they, they determined okay. that. If, I have one question. Yeah. Sorry. Why does why does the thing have teeth? Like, they upset me so much. I hate that he has a human mouth under it. I, it's so fucking creepy looking. I hate it. I hate it. I, I did kind of like Chris Evans' ad lib. It's like, where are your ears? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, so he doesn't have ears, but he can still hear. But they gave him teeth so that he, so that he could eat watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> and 
pancakes, which we'll Gross. get into. Uh, but uh, anyway, so they get on the, the suits that they wore when they got hit by the gamma radiation or what? Oh, I guess the Galactus Cloud, which is just what I'm going to call it now. Thanks for putting that in my head. And he says, this should allow uh-huh. us to somewhat control the powers a little bit more easily. So Sue Storm could actually go invisible without getting her fucking tits out. And uh, <laughs> I, I like the scene in particular because Chris Evans was making fun of them before. He said, uh, in fact, he's making fun of them in this scene now. He's just like, yeah, we kind of look like an 80s rock band and they just kind of look like Johnny Storm we're superheroes not an 80s rock band and he just starts doing kung fu moves in his suit and I was just like that's exactly what I would do it's kind of like the thing like old guys make the shower uh, shampoo mohawk you know it's just what we do (laughs) hey can you take this scene seriously no no, <laughs> absolutely not. I read the rest of the script. I'm not and then it. yet another scene where uh, Sue Storm has to take off her clothes, uh, where she's out in public and people write, "Hey, you're the invisible lady," and everyone's chasing after her like she's like she's fucking Paul McCartney. And she she's like, oh, "I can't believe I have to do this again," which is probably spoken directly to uh, Mark Frost. And she as she disrobes in public, and uh, eight seconds go by. And then she, we catch uh, the the guy. His name <laughs> walks in on her in the shower, and it just like, and then she goes invisible. There, it's just like, boy, this movie really wants to see Jessica Alba take her clothes off. And like, I understand. I mean, I'm a dude, but like, tone it down a bit. You see more nudity from her in this movie than you do in Woodstock '99. The absolute desperation, but we got to get her. In her fucking bra so i got something to, i got something to look yeah. at well during this stupid movie for babies here's the thing remember when i said like the first act of this movie was more or less on a track of let's go from this scene to this scene to this scene to this scene you know like we have a purpose we have a point this is a journey let's let's start walking this is the scene where they start wasting time uh this is the scene with that classic gag the shaving cream on the hand gag uh Parker, why are they doing that? Is that something they did in the comics? You're asking the wrong person. There's a scene in which Reed Richards is pooping, and he's out of toilet paper, so he reaches across the hall to get toilet paper. Now, you might be asking yourself, hey, when are you guys going to talk about the villain of the movie? Oh, yeah. Uh... Not for yeah. a while, as it turns out. <laughs> he, that's the thing. It's like the movie keeps trying to do what typical movies do. It's like you can't just like throw him in at the very end. He has to be there throughout, uh, uh, getting more and more powerful over time, talking about how his stocks are going down. But it's the least interesting part of the movie. There's nothing to say. Besides the fact that his name is Von Doom. And he's got a little monkey boy assistant. I, I've got nothing there. Also, is, he's slowly turning more metallic. or so, I have no idea. It is the Fantastic Four villain, and like every twenty minutes, he cut back. He's like, "Yeah, he's mad at this other guy who terminated their contract." Oh, he's in a parking garage. Yeah, Parker, what? That's cool. Can That's I cool, just I guess. ask you? Probably no. Like, what are Doctor Doom's powers here? Not even just here in this movie. What are his powers in the comics? I don't even get it. The, buddy, those are two separate. Oh, questions. sorry. <laughs> it is not this. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, Doctor Doom in the comics. Yeah, I, is Parker, not Parker, just I don't actually. Parker, Parker, I, I don't. I, I don't care. I don't care. This is a scene where Johnny Storm oh, no, goes I'm not dirt give biking. You an explanation. So Johnny Storm okay. wants to go to the X Games. Johnny Storm goes... is being held in quarantine. Is like, 
I should be doing the X Games. <laughs> he's he's literally leaves. watching ESPN and he's just says, I gotta get out of here. And he goes dirt biking. <laughs> and he's he's in this like it, it looks like one of those monster truck rallies where people do like do like, you know, they just crush other cars. And he's just riding a dirt bike around there. Uh just going and just running around. And he does like a what was it like that Superman thing where you like you put your feet up in the I, I only had the demo for Dave Mirren's BMX. So like He's got his feet up in the air, and the announcer goes, Wow, check out that trick! And I was just like... <laughs> he sounds like that guy from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, where you go manually past him, he just goes, Let's see it! <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the fucking pre-recorded SmackDown vs. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even fucking sound like the, the guy from Crazy Taxi, you know? <laughs> just, just at least try something beyond, Let's see you tear it up! <laughs> Hey, what do you do? <laughs> hey, that's my. If you're gonna sound like a guy from Tiger Express Scare, at least sound like the guy from THPS three where he's peeing on the Canada level. <laughs> it's my favorite character of the game. The guy just going, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I had to get that out of my system, otherwise I'd just do that all night. Um so Anyway, he does, like, a trick, and the announcer says, like, Whoa, 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 Johnny Storm. That whoa, trick... Whoa, 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 Johnny... <laughs> he says... He says... <laughs> he says, That trick was mad old school. Do you got any new tricks in your bag for us? And his eyes go, like, the fucking Ghost Rider. He says, Check this out. <laughs> He, he burns himself alive like he's a human wicker man. And everyone there is just, just like kind of looking at him silently as he crashes into the ground and explodes. He's just like, how's that? And they cut out the part where the judges give him 10 out of 10s, I guess. Uh, you put in my mind the idea of Christopher Lee judging motocross. I hope you feel bad <laughs> now about that's, it. Oh my god, that's that's what we're going to do now, dude. <laughs> that's very intrusive. It's going to ruin my night. A porn star grind, indeed. <laughs> Christ, air. <laughs> <laughs> the fans were mad hip to it. <laughs> oh, wish he wasn't dead. Anyway, so uh, the the uh, twister, the Fantastic uh, th- Three are uh, are watching there ESPN, and uh, they're like, "Okay, now I'm going to kill him because he calls them was like, uh, the Invisible Girl." And she's like, girl, like th- I'm a woman. <laughs> and the three superheroes alive on Earth are all just happening to watch the X Games. Like, wait a second, Johnny. What the F? Oh, wait, I think this. Do I? Wait, wait. Did I get... Oh, my God. Did I not write it? Oh, okay. Never mind. I didn't get there yet. Good. Just making sure. Uh, so he's describing all their names and stuff. And apparently calling that thing. Uh, the thing is very insulting. So he goes over there, and by the way, this is where you get like a rush of advertisements. You got like the fucking. There's a thing for Pepsi, Mountain Dew, oh Xbox, that weird Fox logo that I don't ever know what it was advertising. It was uh, Man, like I don't a lot. I don't, oh, don't care about like advertisements and movies like this because like I get it. You're gonna have all the ads. You're gonna have the beer in the background. You're gonna have a scene in China. This was overwhelming. Yeah. 
I had to I had to leave the room. It was too much. Like I see a fucking Family Guy ad. I have to stop. Yeah, I can't that's, watch. That's this. a bit much. Uh, so th- there's just a scene that sticks with me. The thing throws a license plate at the Human Torch. Uh, ladies just call him the Torch. Uh-huh. And uh, they, uh, the the license plate sort of clangs off his neck and falls down. And Chris Evans just goes like, huh? Like someone threw a piece of paper at him. Like, no, that license plate should have decapitated him. Like, <laughs> he is dead. He, should, he is in hell. That should have, it should have been like that scene from 300 where the guy gets his head cut off and he falls to his knees in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I told you the story multiple times of that guy in the theater next to me who grabbed me by the shoulders and went, Damn! <laughs> no wonder you liked the movie Dude, so much, I had a actually. great theater experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. More about that movie another time, I guess. Uh, what? <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> that guy. Oh, what are, I hope that guy's doing well. We should get him on here. Uh, anyway, they start fighting. Like, here's the thing. I get that it's an origin story. And I get that this is probably a traumatic experience for all of them. And I get that it would take some time to develop chemistry. But, guys, can we get on with it? Can we please get to the heroism? Uh, spoilers. They don't develop any chemistry in the second one either. Um, I'm shocked. Meanwhile, they, they have this fight in public. There's just a whole crowd of people around them. Some of them are doing, like, re- the the Space Jam A New Legacy thing where they just go like this in the background. <laughs> I thought I saw Pennywise watching these people. <laughs> a bunch of Ridge Racer <laughs> fucking 16 pixel people stay like, Hey, Mr. Fantastic, y'all at him. Just uh, the the Madden NFL 2005 creative fans just go like this in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Well, uh, anyway, Ben Grimm is really sad, so he goes to the bar to drink, and he can't even hold up a shot glass because he'll crush it in his hand. So I would think to myself, maybe get him like one of those like porcelain glasses. His name was a little bit stronger, something like that. He says, "If there is a god, he hates me." And uh, then a woman at the table says, "A blind woman uh, says she." is not so big on hate and i kind of want to if i was uh the thing i would be like late i am going through a lot right now i i would like i drop like the thing voice i just you know i i, I really don't have time for the herstory of christ <laughs> hey, hey hey you know what lady look at me i'm a fucking monster well, I, i'm doing a lot my friends hate me my wife left me i can't even fucking drink can you imagine if, if you, you just did like that. that joker look at me and she just said i can't i'm blind now do you feel bad you would have been like well, I don't feel any better. Uh, so <laughs> I'll put the card back in the deck, lady. <laughs> so anyway, she says, can I get a good look at you? And he, I think he just makes his face. I have to admit, I like this face. He's just like, what else could go wrong? <laughs> Is this some kind of bit? Because I, I don't think it's very funny. So she goes up to him and just, can we just acknowledge the blind woman alone in a New York hole-in-the-wall bar. Yeah, yeah good point, yeah. What? <laughs> also, all dolled up, she's got a lot of makeup on, too, and I'm just like, how did she apply that? <laughs> Who brought her here? Who is taking her home? Is she okay? Is she available? Is she gonna go to the fucking man <laughs> Is she gonna get the red dragon painting described to her? Do you see? I mean, do you? Hear? I don't feel. That's good about okay. That's actually pretty good. Uh, so 
that scene doesn't really go anywhere. Because <laughs> that scene could have been great. So what happens in the scene is this blind woman comes up to this freak stone monster and puts her hands all over it and she can, she can touch his body and she feels his face and she says, oh, so sad. And uh, I think he says, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's just like, yeah, I scare everyone away because I'm a freak of nature. And she's just like, you don't have to scare everyone away and there's like a little understated thing here that like in fact i wouldn't be surprised if mark frost yeah. wrote this scene where where he's where she was like you and i could maybe have a thing later on and that does come back later but i'll get i'm trying to explain this so as he as she's walked home i'm just like oh i get that scene because of this scene he uh he's no longer uh upset at the public who has since rejected him for being an ugly freako stone monster uh now he's going to say i should save humanity and it is a good thing to do that because people are worth saving but no he doesn't actually have those feelings uh he just the seed just sort of confuses him and the audience they're just like huh i wonder if she'll come back and just she just sort of comes back at the end and gets uh drunk on wine so thanks for fucking nothing <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, this is, this is a scene where, uh, Parker, I, I, I don't know, did you read the, uh, trivia for this? I did Dude, not. Dude, oh, this is gonna be fun, and I bet you already knew this while watching it, but, uh, this is the planetarium scene. Uh, they go to the planetarium where they had their first date, God. which, uh, yeah, you wanna sit in a room and just look up at a different screen next to a girl? You love the planetarium. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you say it like Helen Mirren? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about that. So they go there and he says, Oh, you know, I had to bribe the planetarium guy ten bucks to let us stay late. And she's like, I had to bribe him twenty. My first thought would be like Josh would go back and get his money back right off the bat there. <laughs> uh uh, you did not disclose that you made a prior <laughs> arrangement. I would like I would like I, my ten Washingtons back. It's, it's like the guy who did an impression of Shannon Sharp saying he needed his restitution. <laughs> <laughs> I need my restitution. Uh, sir, I need my restitution. <laughs> oh man, Josh wore a bucket hat walking up to some planetarium worker making six fifty an hour. Oh, I couldn't see my hat. Anyway, uh the <laughs> It's one of my all time favorite bits. So anyway, um the uh the planetarium scene contains them talking to each other. I you probably picked up on this. They recorded this on different days in I think different countries. <laughs> Uh, that checks out because there's a scene where they're just kind of back and forth with them like looking at each other I'm just like god you could not tell any more than this that they have absolutely no chemistry whatsoever their chemistry was so bad that you're like let's just separate them <laughs> you know see what happens She, they have better chemistry when they're just talking to like a, a tennis ball on a stick <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the whole movie is a will they won't they instead of a superhero movie and uh don't care i hope they yeah. don't they're wretched together meanwhile let her go fuck von doom I yeah so care. meanwhile they're just uh talking to each other and it seems like both victor von doom ugh, and reed richards ugh, are trying to turn uh michael chiklis back to normal and he's probably first in line because like you can only imagine the situation and uh I have to admit, I'm on their side. I want the old Michael Chiklis back, too, because he's really cool and the thing isn't. Although, I will say that the little toy of the thing that goes, It's clobbering time! is one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. If I could get that toy, I would absolutely use it. <clears throat> I, I make the, That's, that's going to be an audio scene. We'll, we'll clip this. So, uh... <laughs> 
Then he is, uh, the thing, Ben Grimm, is seduced by Victor Von Doom with the allure of flapjacks in a diner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd work on me, man, I'll be honest Yeah, with you. probably. He's like, oh, I'm sure he's hard at work, or maybe he's stooping my girlfriend. Uh, and he just sees them laughing and talking to each other. He's like, why isn't it ready? He's like, oh, it's going to take time. Or he's going to be like, stop fucking that girl and heal me. And I'm just like, Jesus, what is this movie? <laughs> this is a delicate operation, Mr. Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> with two M's. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Well, he, he certainly Also, is. isn't this what you wanted? Spent half the movie listening to you go, Oh, you know, last time you guys broke up, two hearts were broken. <sighs> okay. Yeah. We're banging now. Are you happy? <laughs> Selfish yeah. monster. Oh, meanwhile, uh, Weed R- Reed Richards uh, goes into <laughs> you did goes it. into the healing machine to uh, see if he'll be normal again. And then they use the most blatantly obvious like Photoshop smudge tool on the side of his face. I'm like, come the fuck on, dude. It's just... Give him bonitis and he falls yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> bonitis. <laughs> he becomes boneless chicken from Cow and Chicken. <laughs> boneless Reed Richards doing stand-up. Hi, my name is Boneless Reed Richards. <laughs> no. You can't. I gotta like it on that show and like, uh, Nick will just say... And this episode, no, no, no. <laughs> Reverse the polarity, or I'm gonna say. And uh, anyway, we get the final battle between Victor Von Doom and the Fantastic Four, and the Fantastic Four win. And uh, then it's the end of the movie. I, I'm sorry, God. I got nothing for this class. He doesn't put the fucking mask on until an hour twenty. Also, they have the shittiest fight in the streets. Yeah. In the movie, also, I don't over. even think they call him Doctor Doom in this. I think this is yeah. Why would you? That's a stupid well, name. You know, we don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to be silly like these comic books. Like, yeah, just, but like that kind of reminds yeah. me of the Josh Trank one where they don't even have the guts to say Fantastic Four. <laughs> God, you'll you'll see. No, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, he gets he gets ganked by them, uh, but in a respectful way. Uh, hey, spoilers! Uh, they learn to fight together in the power of friendship. They they defeat the bad guy yeah. that who's on screen for ten yeah. minutes. Uh, and uh, then yeah, they all fight together in the other powers. And uh, <laughs> so uh, part of the whole thing is you know Doctor Doom gets his powers because they use the fancy machine and it turns him back into Michael Chiklis. Mm-hmm. He's like, God, he's too strong. I have to go back. He gives up his humanity, to become the thing again. And then has nothing to do with defeating Doctor Doom. That he does not play a part in it whatsoever. Additionally, if that thing worked on him, go do it again. Oh wait, I guess he needed like the cloud it's... powers from Doctor. I don't care. So they're all partying on a boat. Uh, thank goodness Reed Richards doesn't do a stretchy dance. And uh, Reed Richards proposes to Sue Storm, and uh, this Who is good. Give this is fuck. a scene where uh, I have to admit I was wrong on this one. Uh, I heard I heard Michael Chiklis uh, say I wasn't looking at the screen. I heard him say he's kissing her, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that just fits in so well with look at the, the, you know, the giant hole in the wall." But then I rewound. I was like, "Oh, he's saying it to the blind girl." Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, this smooch. Hey, open your eyes. Oh yeah. I ended, <laughs> did you think like? 
Well, I'm sure the first act of the next movie will just be about the marriage, and will the marriage happen? And maybe it'll be a bachelor party, and then he'll be working. But they're supposed to get married, but he's still working. <sighs> and also, they bring the same director. Actually, back. you know what I thought? Could not believe it. Is a shock. Actually, I thought they would do kind of like the thing from uh, the first Scooby Doo movie, where they all just like get mad at each other and quit. <laughs> I thought that would be the more likely thing. Oh, don't worry. We get the whole second act where they don't want to be heroes anymore. Oh, good. Oh, my favorite part. That movie fucking sucks so bad. Well, uh, before we get to next week's episode, which may or may not be that, I just want to say something real quick here. That, like, kids must have hated this. I could only imagine. Now, this movie came out when I was 15 years old. I I know I wouldn't have liked this, but... Can you imagine being like, I didn't yeah. see it, and I was a fucking Can loser. You imagine, like, I also am now, but I was... Can you imagine, like, an eight- or nine-year-old watching this and being like, why did you take me to see this, Mom and Dad? Why would you Why would you put this on? I want to watch Barnyard. I used to like these guys when I was a kid. Cool, I want to go see Spider-Man again. Yeah, or, or Batman Begins, because that was probably still in theaters, and you'd much rather watch Batman Begins. Hey, do you know what kids love? Besides Batman? Titties. Oh, that too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a little something for the dads in the audience. No, the dads have been in the lobby since minute five. Ah, uh, yes. The Fantastic s- Four is sec- made for dads. <laughs> and dad one came on. <laughs> as soon as they heard fucking Chuck from some 41 singing, they're like, yep, meet you in the arcade. And went outside and chain smoked. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, this movie, it just doesn't work. And I think this harkens back to something that you said. It's like, you really, there's no way to make the stretchy arms work. It's just never going to work. It's never going to look cool. It will never, ever, 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 ever look good live action. Yeah. Also, The Incredibles beat them by a year. Oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, you know, it, it works great with The Incredibles. It just doesn't work great here. Like, I mean, there is a scene where the guy is shaving and he pulls down his cheek. And I'm like... It oh just looks God. so shitty, you know? Like, The Incredibles is legitimately, if not my favorite Pixar, easily top three without thinking. Yeah. I hope I never watch this well, the, the, I mean, The Incredibles, that is a great movie. I mean, beyond being a Pixar movie or even a great anime movie. I mean, that's directed by Brad Bird. It just does so many things so well. It even sort of uh, satirizes the superhero genre. You know, you caught me uh, monologuing. That's, that's a great scene. I mean, that whole movie is really good. But that also, all those characters have chemistry, even when they're fighting and arguing with each other. Those characters have chemistry. They work well together. Can you imagine the chemistry? Think about the chemistry in this movie between Michael Chiklis and Chris Evans. It is so... It, it's, there's a, it's a complete nothing. It's a complete dud. Anyway, then the Human Torch jumps off the boat and flies away. It does the Ford logo in the sky, which oh is so fucking gosh. lame. It reminds me of the ending of Blades of Glory, where they just blast off into the sky. <laughs> like, tell me, just tell me you think I'm fucking yeah. stupid. Tell me I'm a stupid little piggy who wasted his afternoon. Ugh. Well, this movie thinks you're so you, stupid. Because you are. No. You watched Fantastic Four. You're a Think fucking about the, idiot. The Burger King billboard. Jesus. Oh my god. The fact that it says charbroiled as he gets fucking knocked into it. Oh, Fuck yourself. This, again, the movie really thinks you're stupid. And you know what I hate? The movie's right.
that's the tea, sis. 